<laughs> All right, great start, great start. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they do teach us to always open up with an icebreaker. I'm Valkyrie of the Hounds of Hell. I am Fenrir of the Hounds of Hell. Yo, dude, you keep that like broody voice up going the entire thing. People gonna think you're fucking Batman. Oh, I can't. I mean, well, I mean, well, okay. <laughs> Teach his own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cerberus. Uh, I'm leadership of the Hounds of Hell. Uh, I'm also known as Pit Medic. Uh, my name's Mary. I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first official podcast of the Hounds of Hell. I guess this is like into our... the pit. <laughs> yeah, this is the end of the pit. Uh, I guess you can kind of consider this our pilot. Uh, we don't really have a script, so... <laughs> We have no idea how this is going to go. We're going to be whacking. We're going to be whacking along with us, so you're in for a ride. I mean, whacking is a very interesting... <laughs> After the day of, you know... Some British person can listen to this and be like, whoa. <laughs> what kind of podcast? Yeah, uh, after the, the theme of the past two days with Watchmen and, and, and Rocky Horror and... Yeah, there's a lot of whacking in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things to whack. Group whacking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so aside from whacking, let's talk about how the Who whacked it out of the park with their awesome performance. Oh, wow. Nice segue. Nice. Um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, last night, we got to see uh, we got to see the Who, not the British band, the uh, Mongolian Traditional meat metal throat singing band. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could tag them with. Uh, but either way, uh, we got to see them last night over at the uh, the underground. Yeah, the underground Fillmore located in Charlotte. Charlotte. With yeah, an opener of Crownlands, who I would personally describe as kind of like the Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Love Child with a little bit of sticks. Influence, which I vibed hard with. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty, pretty good. I know you were bored. Ah, like, oh, dude, I was, I was dying. I literally was gonna take a nap. Three, three out of four people in this room like <laughs> three out of four. Have like, approved. don't get me wrong. Like they were, they for the music that they were playing, it was actually, it was good for what it was. It just was not my style. And for the fact that it was a two man band, so if you ever want to watch an interesting live performance, I very highly recommend Crownlands, just from the standpoint of you have one person who is their bassist as well as their guitarist, and one person who is their vocalist as well as their drummer. Uh, I I see another battalion. They're talented, man. That, I, I dig that shit. That, that's the first thing that I've noticed, you know, and um, they have this glamorous approach. Which I totally think too. It's interesting. Very interesting. But uh yeah, no, it, it's a lot it of body cool. glitter. Yeah, no, but I, I dig it. Totally dig it. Um th- those guys are talented. I, I bought I bought their uh their albums. Sweet. That's how sold I am. So they're pretty good. I, I support that band. I, I hope definitely they do well. support them now too. They so were they were good, but you guys also forgot that their guitarist also is the one that played their keyboard. Oh, like yes. yeah, he was going up, he was playing the keyboard. Yeah, both which them. I mean and, so, yeah, 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 he, yeah. So a two band band basically did the work of like a five person band, I would think. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe they're from they're from Ontario, yep. uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Canada. Oh, Canada. Your <laughs> poutine is better. Or poutine is better than ours are. <laughs> Good job, sir. Fucking it up. Oh, <laughs> by the okay, you're the designated comic relief. <laughs> yeah, luckily we're not doing this on video. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, so that was the opener. Um, it was 
it, it was it was a for what it was. Like I said I was not a huge fan of the music style. It kind of reminded me more of a blue blue oyster cult. Uh, I can definitely say if you uh if you like the uh the hippie hippy dippy type stuff and. Hip- Hippy dippy meets eighties, I guess, would be a good way to tag it. Which is like hella my vibe. So like I was like feeling them in the crowd, like swaying. Like I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm in my spiritual zone, yo. I was definitely thinking as like, dude, if I'm gonna watch these guys and enjoy it, I need to like, I need to like be on acid or like I need to take a hit of weed, which is not my thing. But which is not my thing. But still, like hit of weed, it's called hit of blunt. And I was homeschooled. <laughs> so happy I was stoned. <laughs> it, was, it, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Who themselves, I mean, oh. for the fact that they just started getting huge, like, I found out about them not even four or five months ago. Yeah. Like, not even that long ago. And for them to already be touring internationally, um fucking amazing like of course you know they're mongolian so none of the shit they said on stage was in english well in their respect some of the things they tried to say were english like yeah your typical catchphrases thank you you're ready to rock you're awesome it's just super nice of them to be so thoughtful to actually take the time to translate and learn yeah and as an international band i give them deep respect for being willing to learn our language because it is basically the polar opposite of theirs that's huge and like basic human communication too you still could tell even when they were speaking in their like own tongue like Mm -hmm. we were still hyped as heck oh yeah i have no idea what you're saying but i'm still here for it pretty much what that guy said my favorite was uh my, my favorite was he was like charlie we love you. <laughs> it was like when that one dude like screamed out in the back corner. I forgot what he said, oh, but I was yeah. like, oh, he yeah. Was like, oh, I was like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, other than their typical catchphrase, you know, the thank you, we love you, uh, you guys ready to rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even uh, Fenrir's phone agrees about that. Uh, Pardon me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, like the interludes and stuff like that was all Mongolian, but they had the entire fucking crowd with them. Like, there was not one person in there that was not like, <laughs> But that's like what I signed up for when I got the tickets. Like, I knew they were from another country, but they were a different culture. I mm-hmm. wanted that experience of yes. like, what they were coming from, and I love that they stuck to the heritage. Like, I love mm-hmm. that they stuck to their uniqueness. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a whole new. I was like, in the crowd, like, I'm just feeling like, I don't even know, but I feel like so honored to be in their Their energy was so contagious, and I honestly feel like they even found it so humbling to be traveling so across the country, hell, across the world, and you could tell they were doing it for the sake of spreading their culture and spreading their taste in music, and that's, I'm very into that. I was so, like... It was so good. Dude, yeah. So dude, and all, all I will say is when they started playing Wolf Totem and, like, all oh the hardcore God. stuff, dude, those fucking drums, like, I, oh, man, I will, I wanted, like, that blood-boiling feeling. I was just, like... That war I, loss. Yeah, like, I was, like, I need to fucking hurt something. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, no, no, I just, like, I need to, like, I was, like, part of me was just, like... Your I mean, feral instinct to battle kicked. Yeah, like the, the the fighter part of me, because I mean, I grew up sword fighting and fencing. Like that was like my thing was at SCA, and 
getting to play armor and swinging a sword and like that was part of my childhood so like that getting in that mindset was just like fuck yeah i need that like i need to go beat someone across the head with a sword only someone who deserves it though I dig the energy that they throw, like uh, the, 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 the songs they were playing. Like, yeah, Wolf Totem, man. I wanted to move. I wanted to move so bad for that. Right. Yeah. It was, it was that, so that hard was to so, sit still. Like, powering the drums, mm-hmm. the buildup. Oh, man, it was fucking awesome. The drums get me. Like, when yeah. it's, especially when it's something tribal like that, because they have a very tribal really vibe. Deep, heavy yeah. And it's like, well, and I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak for Mongolian culture, but I mm-hmm. do know in a lot of other cultures I've studied, the tribal drums tend to be, like, symbolize the heartbeat yes. of the tribe or whatever. What so function is going whatever, on. Yeah, the it's the heartbeat. And I swear, like, I connected that. I'm like, oh, I can feel this That makes chest. absolutely like, perfect is, sense, because if you walk on to let's say back in the day you're getting ready to go into battle that's the drummers that are setting the pace of the march Mm -hmm. it is literally the life force and the rhythm of the entire battle being set by those drums oh i mean look at like you know uh military bands like they had a drummer a flutist like they had someone to help set the the percussion yeah the the yeah uh they they helped step helped set the the pacing of the of the movements it was like communication like humans have been communicating with drums for ages and it's like a big part of mm-hmm. most of the music that we listen to and that's like what i appreciated about this is like yeah we're from t- totally different worlds totally different cultures but like we're coming together as human beings and like enjoying this all yeah. together and i'm like again why are we arguing so much music like, is a universal international language that you don't need words to understand exactly. your soul understands it yeah. Whether it be in a foreign language or your native tongue. Right. Speaking of people. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. So, uh, so we, uh, so obviously the Hounds of Hell, we're, we're a mosh pit crew. Um, if you're listening to this, you're probably a follower on our Instagram, so you, you know this. Or Facebook page. Oh, yeah, or Facebook page. Um, we, we started back in 2019 uh, at a... At the center 2019. Yeah. Epicenter. I was trying to, I was like, how did you laugh at Center? Uh, Epicenter. Um, May 2019. Yeah. Uh, the first Epicenter, the shitstorm. Um, Literally. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be another episode. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, as far as I know, uh, we're the first and only uh, Mosh Pit crew that has dedicated um, people there that have real life experience and certifications for paramedic, EMT. Um, and even people that aren't in the medical field that are there willing to help and look out for the injured people. Um, or even people who practice on animals that yeah, can bring some of those basic skills humans actually they need to. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, people that are willing to step up and take care of people that get injured in the pits. Um, I, I started the Hounds of Hell um, because I wanted to make a difference in changing the image of what moshers are. Um, and that that's the big thing is changing, you know, how people view moshers you know we're not just big meatheads that you know want to go in and murder each other no so that's that's why we were started um yeah we are looking to break the stereotype on the image of what people imagine when you think of a mosher the stereotype when you think of a mosher is satan worshiping violent really only looking out for themselves and quite frankly that is really far from the truth i've met so many cool people all in different walks of life that are hardcore into the mosh scene and are so supportive of each other i mean where else can you really say that um 
we also like not not just uh in in terms of like changing energy we also mm -hmm. want to make sure that everybody's experience in venues um in any of these shows and festivals would have a, a really a good experience a, mm -hmm. a safe experience yeah an experience that they can vibe with you know a good time yeah, yeah a good time yeah. everybody can be able to Everybody could be able to smile. Everybody could be able to cheer. Everybody could be able to like just yeah, see their bands the without express themselves freely. Yeah, without without um, any troubles mm -hmm. or you know any conflict. You know, we, we want to make sure that there's no uh, conflict. Or none yeah, of it, it, it's not. That's what the original idea behind how the hell started as. But as we've grown and we've made more fans and we've gone to more shows, we've learned that it's not just about the people inside the pit. Uh, it's the people on the wall, the people in the crowd, the crowd surfers. And we've we slowly tailored our, our responses to, you know. What did you say? <laughs> what did, what's in here? We've, we've slowly tailored our, our responses and how we interact with everyone uh, to fit, making it a more welcoming environment for everyone. Because we know that people go to shows and that's they're not there for the mosh pitting and and last night was a huge example of that uh we you know obviously not everything of of the who is is meant for moshing and you obviously have to stretch maybe a little bit of some of their stuff to get into a moshing mood like there's only two songs i probably would have moshed to last night and that's perfectly okay yeah but i mean there's still some stuff that may, gets you motivated yeah. yeah um and i mean you know obviously if you're it wasn't just the hounds um icon was there uh one of their members was there and of course we all know we're all moshers so we were having fun and bouncing off each other and out of nowhere and i mean like nowhere this lady just like gets in Valkyrie's face, like I'm gonna press charges on you, <laughs> ah! and I, we're all just like, "What the fuck?" And the sad thing is, that's actually not an exaggeration. Next thing I know, I have hands on my back, a finger in my face. I'm going to press charges against you if you touch me one more time. And I kind of just politely step back, apologize, and said, "I'm not looking for trouble." Look, you go to these shows. To not have fun, I don't understand why you go to these shows to begin with. I, uh, you know, um, I could, you, know, I could respect the lady for at least going to you and say, "Look, if you're going to mosh or whatever, uh, please don't do that. I wouldn't be cool with that." I, but she didn't do that at all. She just straight up just went yelled. Zero to went, yeah, yeah, it was it was just, a straight escalation. Yeah. There was no because I mean we we've all been to shows where people have been like, "Hey, we're not here for that." And we, we usually can accommodate either we shift yeah. where we're going or we're like, all right, hey, cool. And we'll put someone there in front, you know, they to put kind of wall. There to wall. Yeah, 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 you know, to keep to keep people from from bumping into them, you know, and th there's usually a lot of respect in the crowds because people mm -hmm. realize if there's a mosh, if there's going to be a mosh pit, there's going to be a mosh pit. You go to some of these shows, a mosh pit's going to happen no matter what. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you threaten to get into a fight with them or you threaten to charge them. It doesn't matter. A mosh pit's going to break out. It's going to break out. It's we'll be just respectful, of course, but you need to give us the same respect that we give you. Well, I mean, the thing is, is the respect, you know, you get people there that are drunk. They're not always going to respect. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you at least make an effort to reach out and go, hey, look, that's that's not cool. Or, hey, do you mind? Then you can look at that a different way. All right, look, they at least tried, mm -hmm. you know, but to immediately go or like that other dude is like, you touch my daughter, I'm going to start swinging on you. Now, now, mind you, I understand we're over, we're over, 
an audio cast, so you can't see how big, you know, the dudes in the group are. Mm -hmm. But you have Fenrir, who's like six foot four, mm -hmm. six foot five. No, like six, like six, six, six. Yeah, okay. Fenrir is like six foot giant. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not a small guy. Look at our page. He's the big dark skinned dude who usually wears the flannel. Uh, he's a big old motherfucker, and he's like three hundred and fifty. I wouldn't say quite that uh, A little less. <laughs> uh, we got we to shave like, off yeah, a couple up pounds. To, up to, uh, probably up to 350. I don't know, man. Like, I can't. That's like, like right, I get on the I balance do. beam and it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> on the balance? You yeah. do gymnastics? Yeah. <laughs> Handstand. Not even for handstands, man. I use my fingers. <laughs> no, but um, if I get on the. Uh, um, if I get on the, the, the weight. Um, the scale. The scale. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Um, the weight measure. It, it would. It would. It would jump from like three twenty to like three fifteen. It's like damn. I, I talk to my body. I'm like, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> I think every like, woman in know. the U.S. or in the world has that conversation with themselves sometimes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Guilty. So yeah. Um. But yeah, continue on. Yeah, Fenrir is a big fucking dude, and me, I'm like six two. I know I'm three hundred pounds. And, you know, we're, we're not tiny people. So when you're and the guy from Icon was not a small guy either. Yeah. I mean, w when you look at three big guys who all were bouncing around, pushing off each other. And your first reaction is I'm going to start swinging on you. And like you are not the size of Valkyrie, five, 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 seven, if you're lucky. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I am not stupid and, and discounting this guy for his size. But you got to look at numbers. Like, I'm a big dude, but it, it, if I'm looking at a group of guys and my first response is I'm just going to start swinging without mm -hmm. trying to be polite and trying to give a, hey, guys, can you please? You know, that's just, that's stupidity in my eyes. You got to pick your fights. Especially when you're approached ahead of time and told, hey, I know your daughter doesn't want to be a part of this. Put her behind you and I'll help Wall to guard her. And then your follow-up response is if anyone touches her, you're going to start swinging. I find that disrespectful. We're willing to meet halfway with you and be accommodating. If that's not your scene, we're totally okay with that. But please don't resort to threats to get your point across. There's a better way to do it. And, of course, I mean, we, we you know, we, we could have always, we could always, like, just mosh anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? We could have just been took the douchebag way and just say fuck you and you know you do it anyways but we just didn't want to kill a vibe you know no. what i mean because there was already people were vibing and that, our intentions is not to just ruin that yeah no. you know it's not to ruin it so um you know we could have we could have just re rebelled but no man it's just got to be a better person mm -hmm. you got to be a better person in situations such as that because you know in the long run people other people will witness it and they'll be like man this person's a cunt yeah, you know, so I mean, and that's the that biggest thing. That, that's the biggest thing is you know. So obviously to say, there there was there was not a lot of moshing that was done uh, last night, which is much to everyone in the group sadness. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we're we're looking at the next show that we're gonna be able to all make it to, and, and hopefully that show will be way more fun uh, on the mosh pit side. Still a good show, though. Oh yeah, no, I mean. On the cultural appreciation side, this show was absolutely awesome. Oh yeah. On the bumping, getting rid of some aggression. Yeah, not as much this type of vibe, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some, and I mean, we you know we did the right thing by by not taking the as you said, Fenrir, the, the douchebag route, and 
just going, fuck it, we have bigger people, we have enough people that we could do it anyways. But that's not the message we want to send out. That's not what we stand for. That's not what we're about. We'd be hypocritical, in my opinion, if we were preaching, looking out for the crowd, setting an example, and then just using our size and numbers to have our way. That's yeah. not how we want to lead. You know, it brings me to... Uh, it, I feel like this brings me to a, a topic that I feel like it's kind of uh, interesting to discuss. Um, and do you think it's... Do you think it's because of the size of the venue? And I don't want to name the venue, but do you think... Because, like, there's a lot of venues that are... We you know said. that are that we're are big. Yeah, we already oh, said the name okay. of the venue. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we're gonna be sued. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, so I, I will say this since you brought up that fact. Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. The uh, the staff at the venue, um, they were absolutely wonderful. Yes. Uh, we talked. Yeah, they were. Yeah. We talked to the head of security and one of those security officers about the incident, uh, just because we wanted to let it be known that we weren't trying to start anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I remember the head of security guy. The head of security, his name. Uh, I don't remember the other guys. Uh, which sucks because uh, they both were lucky enough to get custom-made poker chips for helping us out and being awesome. Uh, also, the Who themselves got uh, custom-made. So yeah, they got custom-made poker chips that uh, we had at the show. Since there wasn't a lot of bouncing, we had a little extra, so uh, we were able to hand off some to the to the guys. So, if they ever listen to this, you guys now have one of a kind poker chips from from us. But uh. The venue was great. Uh, the setup was good. The staff was absolutely awesome. We have no problem whatsoever with them. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? So, do you think because many venues are big, many venues are small? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think uh, it's because like the size of the venue? Because like certain venues, because well, certain venues are, are, are big and ha- have more room, and you know people don't have to squeeze in there. Right. And certain venues can't you know mm-hmm. so do you think that it could be like you think like people that go to places to just get agitated do you think it's really more of that mm-hmm. i think it's more a combination of the crowd and the type of music you're going to listen to i think a lot of people who were going to that show like i previously stated were going for the cultural mm-hmm. aspect of it so you're gonna have a little bit more of the uh, Mongolian population for showing support for their homage. You're potentially going to have college students that are like maybe international studies or cultural majors, whatever may have you, who are going for the diverse experience. And you could have the broad spectrum music lovers who are also part of the Moshin community that go for a mix of all the above. A small venue like that can be a factor. But I think in this individual situation, it was not because they're advertising Ice Nine Kills playing. And we all know that's a very heavy moshing type of crowd that attends those shows. I'd be very surprised if the entire floor did not turn into a mosh pit for that set. I've gone to venues about that size in other states and have not had an issue opening a mosh pit or maintaining a mosh pit. I think it was mostly the age bracket of the crowd that was going and the genre of music that determined whether or not a pit could be realistically set up and maintained. And I don't know, I don't know how that particular venue is set up, but a lot of places, so you're like in Charlotte, right? That's a really nice city. 
different type of people lives in the city mm-hmm. and a lot of these people buy like season passes now i don't know if that works for that venue but like they buy season passes and they're like oh there's a show tonight we don't have anything to do let's go and they just expect could, people to just like watch i could definitely see that charlotte is a very nice city i could definitely see that type of population having and, that mentality yeah that's nothing against like no. people who live in the city like but i used to work in a <clears throat> a theater that did that and the season pass people when they were bored and they didn't have anything to do they'd come and then they'd complain the whole time because it wasn't what they wanted or it offended them and I'm like you have a season pass like you didn't have to come to this one you didn't even know anything about it why are you going to stand there and be offended if you're not a fan of it just remove yourself from the situation so the people who do appreciate it can continue to appreciate it there's no reason to rain on the parade for the majority that is there right so I, I think honestly when it comes to stuff like that because, I mean, we've been, that was my first time at that one, but we've been to the neighboring one. Yes. We've been to the one in Greenville, you know, we, we've been to big three-day festivals, we've been to small shows, and, and situations like that, like we saw at uh, Louder Than Life, is a lot of it has to do with the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if there's just not enough of us type of people that are, like, into mm-hmm. the atmosphere of moshing, then you're gonna you're gonna butt heads. It's just it's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Um, and, and and that's just that's just the reality of it, you know. Agreed. And I think uh, you know as to what you said about like the size of the venue, that um, can be a factor. Yeah, that 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 can be. Um, that could have a lot to do with it. Um, it also could be like with that you know that being my first time there. You know, obviously we they had signs posted, mm-hmm. which you know there's a lot of every place that I've been to has something saying mm-hmm. no this no that, but Pretty much 10 times out of 10, I found that to be disregarded. The only quote-unquote issue I saw is when I attended a show in Virginia last year with Icon. They had no problem with us moshing. The only issue they had was the fact that they were using the metal selfie sticks to post the banner up. They were worried about someone getting injured on those, which I can understand. The security actually approached Icon directly, and there were no issues. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, I used to work private security. I, I, you know, I was a deputy sheriff, and a lot of the times places had rules like that, and it it wasn't because of, you know, they were worried about enforcing it. It was because if something happened, like if a if a person was moshing and getting out of hand, they could literally go, "Oh, hey, well, this was a rule that was posted. You're violating it, so you need to leave." It gave them a a fallback rule to, you know. Uh, to be able to, they, it gave them a reason to look at someone and go, hey, you need to leave, you're breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, like I said, we've been to the neighboring facility. We saw, I mean, I saw Baby Metal there. Mm-hmm. We've seen, I've seen at least three different bands at that at the neighboring one. And they've never, ever, multiple, I mean, I can't, every show that I've been to at the other one, there was a mosh pit there. And not once were we ever stopped. And it's posted in the same okay. spots. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it's a lot of it, you know, from my <clears throat> personal experience, a lot of it comes down to is, this one dude's being a jackass mm-hmm. and breaking the rules and they get enough complaints and they have to do something. Yeah. They can go, hey, it's posted. You're breaking the rules. You either chill the fuck out or we mm-hmm. kick you out. I've even had music artists grab one of the signs and toss it disregarding it. I'll leave that artist nameless because I don't want to give them a bad rap or a disrespectful rap. But they basically, the artist who was a headliner that night, told us to disregard the signs. I've never had an issue moshing as long as you're respectful and not causing issues. Right. I mean, I'm not a huge mosher anymore. I really wasn't in the beginning. In the beginning, like I have before, but like that's one of the, the things I appreciate about you guys is, yeah, okay, 
let's have some fun, let's do some reckless, reckless, quote-unquote, things. But, like, I appreciate that there's almost an etiquette to it that you guys mm-hmm. uphold, and, like, you're there for the safety. Safety okay. aspect. Sorry. Absolutely. Safety aspect of it. Like, that's why I enjoy being here. Like, I'm I'm an EMT. You're a paramedic. Like, I love being a part of something like this. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, let's have some fun. Life's too short to be uptight, like certain people at the show last night. <laughs> Who ended up leaving afterwards. Right? Like, halfway but, through. Yeah, that's why I, like, enjoy listening to what you guys, you know, speak up for and being here for it. Thank you. I think it's uh, a combination of a lot of things. Like, uh what you've all said i don't want to like say i don't want to repeat everything you just said but like from mary's standpoint it's like sometime it's sometimes like uh like as if you know it it could be like a person that just trying to get away and go to these uh, venues and not you know not feel the the vibe or it could just be a person that just want to share that bad vibe to everybody it could be a person that you know just just had a really bad day or week and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it could be a combination of a lot of things or you know a person that's just wanted it could be a petty individual that just purchased you know they thought they they couldn't afford a vip and they they're mad about it pissed off yeah so it could be it, it could be a combination of a lot of things but definitely uh they definitely should like just approach the things a lot more better be the better person mm-hmm. that's why you guys are doing what you're doing that's why you started this too it's like it does the monsters do have a bad name they're violent they don't care about anybody else somebody gets hurt somebody goes to the hospital and you guys are not about anybody getting hurt mm-hmm. and you're respectful to other people's boundaries like i feel like that's people go into it with the mentality of oh if i see one monster i swear i'm gonna i'm just gonna fight them and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah maybe if you just chill out for a second and realize that they aren't even really in your business. Like, sorry we bumped into you, but we'll move. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And what would you guys best define what a mosher is? Or rather, a, what a mosh is? I, a mosh pit or a mosher? Mm. I will somewhat give um, Cogs of War a little bit of a shout-out because their leader, Billy Wright, did word it really well, and I agree with it. It's basically like a tribal war dance. You are getting hyped and you are facing whatever problems you may have outside of the show in the pits speaking for me personally i would describe moshing as a release for any frustrations that i have or maybe depending on the mindset of course it can be my happy dance depending on what music artist i'm listening to can depend determine the style of moshing that i do i'm not going to mosh to slipknot the same way that i mosh to andrew wk or written by wolves or dead they all give off a different energy so that's going to awaken a different emotion in that individual moment slipknot kind of brings out troubles i may be facing how i'm strong enough to overcome them and i do kind of take a more fighting aggressive shove into you moshing style but something fun and bubbly like written by wolves i'm just fun and bouncy and making friends and doing a little dance i guess it depends on what baggage you might have that day i don't know how else to word it it's a highly individual experience i mean i would definitely say it's it's individual person um i got into moshing a very god 
really young age and I had a lot of fucked up shit going on. And uh, for me, it was the one spot that I could get angry, get pissed off and get aggression out in a way that if I, you know, if I got clocked in the face and fucked up, you know, fucked up my jaw, it wasn't one of those things where you're fighting for your life and, you know, you got to worry about the fact that you were getting jumped or anything. It was, oh shit, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Do you need to get out? Are you good? You know, you could, you could get out your aggression in a reasonable way. And it was a safe spot because if you got hurt, if you got knocked the fuck out, if you went down, you have you, at least three people checking on you. Yeah. You had, you know, you had people picking you up and if you were out, you get carried out, mm-hmm. you know, if you got up and you could legit say, Hey, I'm good. And no one disagreed with you. It, it was a safe spot. It's a place for me to get in my head and I can be one of the truest forms of me that I can be without worrying about being judged or having to deal with people trying to pick a fight with me mm-hmm. because you're, you're going to get hit and pit you're, whether it's inten- intentional or not because there are those assholes that go into a pit for the purpose of starting a fight mm-hmm. they exist I don't I don't want to fuck with them I don't know a lot of moshers that go into a pit with that sole purpose I hardly know any I mean they exist I mean there are there are the hardcore dancers which shout out to them I got no problem with them no beef they do their thing. I just, you know, I got out of that type of stuff a while ago. Um, but, you know, in, into the more acceptable types of moshing that you see at most shows these days, you know, it's more of a, it's a safe spot. Mm-hmm. It's a safe spot for the people that are the outcasts, that aren't the accepted, that stand out. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, you go down, there is someone in there that's mm-hmm. going to come to your side and pick you the fuck up. I find this, like you said, a safe place where I can lay my demons out and I don't have to worry about anyone taking a personal. A lot of us go in there for that purpose and we we understand each other's pain because more often than not, we've been there. I find a kinship and an alliance because we all have our daily lives that we need to escape from for a little bit. We all have our anger and our frustration. Sometimes you do need to fight it out a little bit in a respectful manner. And I find a kinship in that, oh, crap, there's other people that understand what I'm going through. There's other people that understand how I'm processing my emotions and that I just need to get pissed off, lay this all out. And they let me bounce off of them. They bounce off of me. And at the end of the pit, we're all patting each other on the back. Hey, good job. You're a warrior. Hey, good job. You really hold your ground you took a hard hit are you okay and nine times out of ten when we're all walking out of the pit we're shaking hands with strangers and we're swapping stories and making friends and those are some of the truest alliances i've ever made we're in a pit i uh i look at it as well a combination of both a combination of both of the reasons um to put it in a little bit of a simplistic side it's moshing is a dance you know, um, it, it's a dance to, to be a little simple. Like it's a reaction to, to the music. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's a movement that you're basically uh, bringing to life. Um, but the mm-hmm. complexity mm-hmm. is um, what you know, what you're what you're you're moshing to what you're moshing for. Because yeah. in, in my in my eyes, it's more of like, a, you know, a release like a. Um, a way of you uh, confronting or facing 
what's either consuming you or what's troubling you. Any like whatever complications that you're facing or you have already faced. Or you need to work through. Or you mm-hmm. need to work you can, through. You can have some really good epiphanies in the middle of a, of a mosque, but you get knocked in the face and you're like, oh, shit, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of that. <laughs> facing some past traumas. I mean, as a, going to get a little bit emotional for a second. As a vet tech, I sometimes deal with some really shitty cases and there are times I'm not happy with the resolution of a case or something took a really bad turn and there's times I will actually work through my grief in a pit there was a case I got very intertwined in for a couple weeks and it took a very tragic turn unfortunately and I actually was able to grieve in that pit because I was able to lay out all my anger that I failed my patient I could have done something different but getting all that anger out of made me think a little more clearly go you know Beating myself up is not going to help me for the next one. I'm just going to have to let it go, so I'm in a good headspace for the next one. I guess that's interesting to hear as somebody who doesn't really... I don't really get into the middle of a mosh pit. I tend to stand on the outside, but I enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I really like watching. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, last night when we were able to do some, like, I got involved some. But yeah, um, you, did, you did a little bit about things. I did things, a little bit yeah. about things, but it wasn't, not, it wasn't anything <laughs> super intense, and that's just, um, I just don't usually get involved, but like, I was always attracted to it, and mm-hmm. I did it some when I was younger, and it makes sense now, because I'm like, I just want to help people. Mm-hmm. And so if this is a way to do it, then hell yeah, like, how can I get involved? Mm-hmm. So that's really neat to hear y'all's perspective of it. Yeah, I love it. What, what makes me come back is the, uh, the, the kind of unspoken um, brotherhood? brotherhood that... Alliance? brotherhood that's mm-hmm. that's in the, the the circles that's you know when somebody falls they pick them right up you know when um there's trouble going on they you know we want to eliminate it get in the middle of it and quash yeah. it so um that's definitely something that's very um you know unifying mm-hmm. i mean we were all looking out for each other in the really hot pits at louder than life i saw so many people safely passing water bottles around to make sure we were all staying hydrated we yeah. all no lips contacting the lips of the bottle that way we could pass around and not have to worry about passing on germs to someone else everyone in that pit was hey do you need a sip hey do you need a sip and lo and behold there was actually a good instance where pit medic Cerberus was passing his water bottle around and three guys saw it took their own bottles and refilled his all the way back to full and said we love what you're doing Make sure you take care of yourself too. Yeah, the support is support is um very uh, overwhelmingly good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's that's the big thing um that that I can definitely say was uh it's been a bit shocking for me. Um, I I started pit I started playing pit medic uh, on my own uh, because I wanted to make a difference, and then uh. I approached Valkyrie and uh, one of our other uh, members who uh, has, is not here, uh, Shyama, who's the other pit medic, and talked to him about it, and we decided to form the group. And uh, the, amount of, the amount of love that, you know, we got when we, we started at Epicenter has been, was awesome. I mean, the people that saw what we were doing, it's they, overwhelming. 
yeah, they were they were awesome, and you know, and the friends we made. We met Fenrir at uh, at Epicenter, and uh, Killa, Killa, much love, Killa. You're not with us, but we love you. Um, you know, we made a lot. You know, we made a lot of friends, and then then louder than life, mm-hmm. um, louder than life hit. So I just to give you guys an example, when louder than life hit, we had the um, the Instagram page, and we had maybe 39, 40 followers. Uh, if you look right now, we are at 139, 140 followers, and we have had people from Anti Flag, Andrew WK himself, Dead, um, Some 41. We we have had um, people from uh, a member from the Who uh, has has liked our stuff. Um, there is a, a a family member to uh, Adelita's Way. Um, uh, who who I talk to regularly, um, and then to all the guys and, and girls that have followed the page, the outpouring has been absolutely immense, uh, and and the friends that we continue to make, um, and asking Alexandra, uh, one of the wives, um, she's a really really awesome person, um, the the amount of outpouring and to see this group grow the way it has has honestly like I I sit I sit down at night when I get out of work and. I look at the notification for the page and I'm just like, it, it, it is, it started with just, it started with just me. And of course, uh, Valkyrie and, and Shyama, when I talked to them about my idea about starting a group, you know, they, they pushed me and like, do it. You should, we really need to get on this. We really need to do this. And then to have, you know, the family of, of the pack that we have now i mean we have 15 16 members right now Easily, yeah. um that that are members of the, of the actual core group and then all the followers and fans and all the people that message us asking for ways to get in for me as as the founder it is absolutely humbling and, and it's emotional at times because it's yeah. like this is my family not just the core members but you guys that, that follow the page that support us the people that walk up to us when we're at a show and, and you help us out and when, you know, I say, hey, guys, this is what we need to do to keep the pit safe. You guys go, OK, cool. We got you. It's done. Yeah. You know, I, I there's not any other group of people I would rather be a member of mm-hmm. than mosh pitters, because when we come together, we get shit done. We're forced to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, you know, like they said, uh, you know, at the end of the pit, even if there was a fist fight, people get pissed off. Cooler heads prevail at the end. People are high fiving, loving on each other. Some, some, some of the friends that we have made coming out of a pit, mm-hmm. you know, are friendships that I never saw coming. Like you know, me and Valkyrie, me and Fenrir, uh, Botus and uh, Infectious, uh, you know, Ellie, uh, Zoe, I. Everyone. Yeah, I, I mean the, the the amount of family that we've amassed, and and the pack is not just the core members of of the um of the hounds, but all of you guys. Anyone who steps into a mosh pit, anyone who walls, anyone that gets involved or shows us love, you guys are family. Mm-hmm. You guys are. You guys are. You guys are part of the family. I mean, my entire life changed from one music festival. So, a bridge version. Cheyenne and I went to. Rebellion 2018, and I ended up making a lot of friends, loved the area, wanted to move down. Lo and behold, out of anyone, Cerberus is the one who helped me find the hospital that I'm currently working at, got the job, moved down here. 
And that was all because of one choice to go to a music festival. And I felt such a kinship. I felt so safe moving down to South Carolina. I had a big support network. I had people that were willing to meet up with me. Do you need anything? Do you want to come hang out with us? Moving 900 miles away from home wasn't so scary because I had my Mosh family to help me through it. And it's only grown by going to these shows and meeting more people and all because of one choice to go to a show and one choice to hop into a pit that I've met people that are going to permanently be in my life. And that's, that's the big thing is, you know, it, it is a family, you know, <laughs> getting a little bit teary eyed. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyone have any other questions? No, I think, uh, um, Maybe just what shows we're potentially looking at, just to give people an idea what maybe shows they could potentially meet up with us at. Oh, I can't make, well, we can't make those announcements just yet. It's hard to make that call, but just, like, thoughts are thinking about. Well, do you guys post that, like, do you guys post that on social media? Like, hey, we try to, yeah. Yeah, as soon as we know that there's someone that has tickets to, um, yeah, uh, on our our Facebook and on our Instagram, uh, if, if we have tickets or we know we're going to be getting tickets, We'll post it up uh, with as much notice as we can. Um, obviously, uh, our members are spread out all the way from fucking the Midwest to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of New York. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all over the place. So anytime we know that there are members that have tickets and they say, hey, we're going to this show, uh, as soon as we know, we post it up with as much advance. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the only main show that I know that's next a hundred percent is probably going to be epicenter. That's going to be uh, up in Charlotte. Um, I'm from the looks of it and uh, talking to the rest of the crew. It looks like that's going to be the the next mm-hmm. absolute event that we're all looking at. Right. I'm kind of eyeing up Bad Wolves as a firm event, but I'm not one hundred percent that I'm committed to that yet, just due to having to make some arrangements. But anything will be announced on the pages on who's going where. Anyone else? Well, um, I'm Batman. Epicenter <laughs> is uh, I, I am eyeing. Uh, well, I'm looking at Epicenter. I got to see the. Um, I got to see how uh, things go. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, you got the, you got a package coming. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, I want I want to see like the the lineups. You know, I want to yeah. see the lineups. Yeah, that's uh, that's that the way biggest we'll know, thing. You know, we'll definitely know what we're gonna be messing with and. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I'll be here, I'll be there, I'll be everywhere. Yeah, trying to make it to as many shows as, as we can. I'm a phantom, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky season never ended. It started when I was born, and it'll end when I die. I plan on being here for a while. <laughs> I said when, okay? I didn't, I didn't put not, I did not put a time frame on it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest thing is obviously, you know, w- with a with a group this size and everyone's schedule and we all do different things, trying to get the schedules together and days off and trying to feed information through what shows. Uh, we don't have a really predictable pattern right now for shows. Uh, we know about the big shows and, and we've had invitations from people to go to Sonic Temple. We've been invited back out to Louder Than Life uh, by people that live out that way that they want to see us back. Um, people were trying to get us down to walk in the rock there. Yeah, um, but 
we'll, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. Um, obviously, the logistics of that is a pain in the ass. And uh, the mundane life sucks. Yes, the mundane life sucketh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone have anything else? No, I'm pretty content. All right. Well, so. Uh, yeah, we'll do outros. So, name and what you're listening to. Oh, uh, Mary. Right now, I have been on a Def Leppard and John Mayer kick. I know that's not like hardcore at all, but it's fall and I'm a white girl, so like I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make my tea in the morning and listen to John Mayer, that's you know, gonna, feeling nice and cozy. That's that's gonna be your crew name now, basic. Oh god. <laughs> basic and always basic. Yeah. My girl basic EMT. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm Valkyrie, and I'm kind of scattered all over the place. One day I'll be jamming a slipknot, another day I'll be listening to, even though it's not metal, guilty pleasure, steam powered giraffe. But then I'll switch to Pantera, written by wolves. It really depends on the day that you catch me, and depends on the mood I'm in. If you hear me listening to Whitechapel, run. It gonna go down real bad. Not as bad as your farts. <laughs> Listen. That was one time. One. One. <laughs> one really bad one. And I blame the fish oil capsules and the Taco Bell. Okay. Yo, bad life choices were made on this trip, guys. Bad life choices. Alright, let Fenrir get his piece in. Yes, uh, I'm Fenrir. What I'm currently listening to, uh, I'm listening to Crownlands. Um, I'm listening to Pantera, Killswitch Engage, yes. Hatebreed, um, some Wu Tang Clan. Okay. And um, I'm also listening to some Corn, just because you know I, I, I dig their new album. On it the Cob. Really? Do you listen to a little bit of On the Cob? Yeah. Sometimes Off the Cob. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So. I personally like my corn, but butter and beans. I like it in the chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> so you like you don't like raw corn? No. <laughs> or popcorn. But oh, oh, shit. oh wow. All right. All right. Don't well, agree with the dad jokes. You didn't speak your piece, sir. I'm about to. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for no. that. <laughs> All right. My name's Cerberus. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, I'm listening to uh, a lot of. Uh, Suicide Silence, uh, a lot of heavy stuff. Uh, I have been listening to a little bit of them. Iceland's Kill. Obviously, I'm still chewing up a lot of the Who. Um, they they've been just hitting the right beat for me. Uh, so that that's probably been the main one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sum Forty One too. Yes. Like, dude, that that show a lot of the life is killer. But that's for another episode. Yes. Um, like to thank you guys for listening in. Uh, I know this has probably been. 50-something minutes of the weirdest, most randomest shit you've ever listened to, but... We appreciate you sparing the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're, 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 this is us getting our feet wet. Uh, if you uh, want to see more, or hear more, I guess, would probably be the better term. Yeah. Uh, let us know. I mean, l- reach out to us. Tell us that you want to hear more. Uh, we'll obviously have different guests, mm-hmm. uh, different people, different subjects, so... And if you do want to hear more, feel free to shoot us over topics that you'd be interested in, um, opinions on this genre of music, or maybe upcoming shows, or just general 
things you want to bounce off of us. Or shows we've been to. Yeah, uh, talk about past experiences. We've obviously been to a lot of different shows over all over the place. So, yeah, if you want to hear about stories or uh, shit like that, then that's definitely something you can bounce to us. Uh, said, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Much love to everyone in the scene. And uh, anyone random who just happened to find us, I'm sorry, but uh, welcome to End of the Pit. You're one of us now. One of us. One of us.